Hello, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I am Ron Luce. Uh, there's three of us here today. I am joined by the boys, Tyler and the Juice Man himself. Guys, this is the first series in Cubs this season where we've had all five co-hosts appear on a show in the series. Dang. And you and you know what's cool about that is that it's very um, it is almost very metaphorical in the sense of how the Cubs are playing because everybody's showing up and everybody's showing out because they got the sweep. We let the sweep get the sweep, get the sweep out, juice. <laughs> yes, sir. What a day! What a game! The Cubs get the sweep. Juice is breaking shit, guys. Before we get into baseball talk, though, how are each of you doing today? Sweep, love the sweep, got the sweep. Love it. Don't know what you got, but we got a sweep. Got a broom. It's real clean out there. Way to clean, play clean baseball, Cubs. What a fun road trip that was, man. Five and one. Five and one. I'm telling you right now, if you're if you're in the stock game and you're you're a cub, bye 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 bye. Hold hold the line. Hold the line. They're right there, man. They just need a couple more tweaks, man. Keep playing like this. Possibly fun. Bye. I love I love when That's sour perfect. juice turns to sweet juice and is excited and it all fired up. Tyler, how are you doing, it's the faces of juice and sweet juice right now has got everybody <laughs> going. Um, man, I'm good. It's been a it's been a busy week, uh, a hectic week, but uh, like the old philosopher Blink One Eighty Two said, "Work sucks." I know, but when Oakland. When you get a freaking sweep, I don't care if it's Oakland. The Cubs, when they sweep, makes everything better. Crack them, That's baby. how I'm feeling. I love Hell it. Yeah. I love it. Hell yeah, boys. I mean, what is better than a sweep? I mean, we talked about it, Juice. You and I did a show last week going into that Dodgers series and said, look, if you can take five out of six on this road trip, you get, you get a series win against the Dodgers, and you can sweep the A's. You're sitting real pretty coming home for that four-game stretch against the Dodgers coming up. They did that. They took care of business. 12-2 today to cap it off. What an offensive just juggernaut performance. 26 runs in three games? God. Are you shitting me? Unbelievable. Um, what crazy, crazy stuff for the Cubbies today, boys. And I mean, let's start off with the pitching performance. Today was a good one, actually. It didn't look like it if you just looked at the final score, but I mean, hell of a debut for the kid, Mason Miller. He, that kid's going to be nasty. I'm so happy oh, yeah. that he plays in the AL West and yep. the Cubs don't yep. see him again in the rest of 2023. Pumping a hundred with the fastball, nasty, almost. Just making it look so easy too. Like you've got guys that throw a hundred plus that make it look like they, it, it's, it takes everything they have. This dude just looked like this. Just dots. Just like it was nothing. Yeah. It was yeah, crazy. Nasty. Nasty. And that and that slider too, like it almost has like a curveball-esque dip to it. Like it's a real hard breaking slider. It's not a sweeper, but it is son of a bitch. He is effective. And oh, yeah. you gotta love what you're seeing right now from uh the man, the myth, the friend of the program, Mr. Justin Steele. Another strong day from him, guys. Six innings. Four hits, two runs, only one of which was earned. Uh, two walks, five Ks for him. Anything you can do, Stro, Justin can do just as well or better because that's how these two are going right now, and you're seeing that competition right now between one and two in the rotation, guys. Right, dude. It's like we talked about before before this season. We, we've been on we've been on the Justin Steele train now for this. This is going on the third year. The guy, the past two seasons has not gotten the respect and the recognition that he deserves. Go play MLB The Show, and you'll know what I'm talking about. But today, so I had the game up on my TV, and I had the game up on my computer. I had both broadcasts on. And it was nice to hear Oakland's broadcast talk about Justin Steele, like give him the recognition that he has deserved. I didn't even know his last 10 starts since July 22nd. I tweeted it earlier. He has the lowest ERA in the league. Mm -hmm. 
and it's just nice to know that other teams, others, other, you know, past the Cubs, we all know how good Justin Steele is, but it's nice to see these other organizations out there giving him the recognition that that, I mean, has deserved for the, you know, past two plus years now. 100%. And I, I mean, you kind of hit it on the head too there, right, Tyler? That national broadcast. First off, you're sicko just like Joey is listening to the other broadcasts. I don't know if you guys caught the show on Monday, but Joey watched the entire game on Monday from the Oakland broadcast. Did not even watch it on the marquee broadcast. Watched the Oakland broadcast. And that's very Joey, though, because he's a sicko and that's just what he does. But uh, agreed. Like, it goes beyond just other teams, I think. You know, guys that I really like to listen and talk baseball, especially from a national perspective, the Just Baseball guys um, over on socials, podcasts, the whole nine, they did a three players they're buying stock in. And, Juice, this is right up your alley, buddy. Bye, bye, bye. Number one was Justin Steele. And because of how good he's been, as you noted, Tyler, in his last 10 starts, he's been unbelievable. Picks up right where he left off in that start that – got the road trip going on the right note in LA and he he's appropriately and poetically the one to cap it off here in Oakland with just another beautiful performance of six innings. And I mean, juice, we're talking about buy, buy, buy. I mean, it's, it's hard not to buy stock in Justin Steele. And for everybody that isn't on the hype train yet, what are they doing? Yeah. You know, it was interesting to hear. I was listening to the pregame and they, Obviously, they do that little beginning when Sut gets to, you know, throw out player comps. That's what it seems like it is. And he comped Justin Steele to a lefty that I haven't thought of yet, and that was Madison Bumgarner. Mm. Interesting comp, right? Like, mm. and I could see some things with that. Hopefully, like, not present day Madison Bumgarner. No, like you know what I meant. Like I know, yeah, I know. but um, <laughs> prime Madison Bumgarner. Um, just a guy who takes the ball, competes, doesn't like to lose. You know, we talk about him and and obviously John Lester with a lot of cops. Fastball. Yeah, right? Like, and then I'm, I'm eventually thinking there's like a next run to Justin's game where he gets like ornery like that. You know what I mean? Like, because I think that he has that type of you get off my lawn in him. You know, and I, I want to see that more often than not. Obviously, that'll happen with like some type of – you know, conflict between another team. But I, I think it's there. Like, we've talked to him, and he's he's obviously very competitive. So, yeah, it was interesting. And you say bye, bye, bye. This ain't an NSYNC song. This is this is Justin Steele, man. This is Justin Steele putting – just putting the arm out there and giving the Cubs a quality start day after day after day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm buying, man. But I, I think it's hilarious because there were certain shows – in this market that we talk about, you know, this Cubs Twitterverse and certain people who were kind of poo-pooing the idea that Justin Steele couldn't be a top-of-the-rotation guy. Well, man, you're eating some real crow right now. I'll tell you that. And it happens. None of us are a 1,000% right. I mean, Eric Cosmer hit a home run today, and I've been on the Eric Cosmer DFA train for a while. Torrens, me and Joey – Rakota are, are ready to pack that guy's bags for him. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man, it's just fun to watch a veteran team go in day in, day out and play baseball that most of the time they don't beat themselves. So they give their, themselves a chance to win every day because they pitch, they play defense, and they put the ball in play. Like it's crazy how many times if you just do those three things, you'll win. Because – Strikeouts kill when when you're if you're constantly not putting the ball in play, the game is really easy for for the defense. If you're putting it in play and making things happen, taking extra bases, man, it's it's crazy how far you can go when you have a pitching staff who I said I think on the last show on Monday or Sunday when we did it um, that the Cubs were three eight eight zero for their ERA. They dropped it down to like three five oh now. That's hot. It just keep just keep dropping. And I know Joey had tweeted out something about their their barrel rate and the hard hit rate. Like it's all low. Keep it there. If that keeps up throughout the course of the season, the Cubs are going to find themselves in a wild card situation and a division winning situation. And and I just love how they're putting the ball in play so far. 
Absolutely. And and you saw plenty of it in this athletic series, right? You saw plenty of Dansby Swanson highlights. You've seen the outfielders showing out. You know, we got to see a couple of really nice plays from Seiya Suzuki over the first two games. Obviously wasn't in the lineup for today's game. Bellinger making a lot of nice plays in the outfield. Ian Happ still locking it down and left. Just the the turnaround. And, and Sutcliffe said it on the broadcast today, how they are improved at every position from last year. If you really think about it, because even losing Nico from short to second, you still got better at a position by moving Nico to second base. You got better with Swanson at short. Wisdom has improved his defense at third base. Hosmer, yes, I know we we poo-poo him a lot and most of Cubs Twitter does, but he's he's done well enough to get the job done right now at first base. And then all of these outfielders are better than they were a season ago. It just goes to show where this Cubs team is. And the pitching is doing the same thing, which has been great to see. They're getting, you know, easy ground balls for their defense. And this is the type of defense behind guys like Stroh and Steele and, you know, the entire rotation that are going to get you outs. And, yeah, they've had they had some errors in this series that were probably uncharacteristic of what we expect to see over 162. But in general, this team is usually pretty solid on getting it done. Uh, quickly here, guys, just to the comments real quick. Uh, great friend, the Le Fever Fever himself. <laughs> came for the Cubs talk, now sad to hear Mad Bum's dumb name mentioned. Uh, as we mentioned, the Diamondbacks got shelled by the Cardinals today, and Mad Bum got brutalized. And apparently Mad Bum uh, called Willie a pussy, uh, from what I saw. Um, yeah. according no, lies. To no lies detected. No lies detected. <laughs> Um, and worth noting, worth noting really quick for those that are joining us here in the live. Um, if you're not for some reason have Marquee on in the background like I do, uh, Kate Horton pitching right now in Myrtle Beach, um, certainly worth keeping an eye on. Again, just because this Cubs team is playing well does not mean we have neglected the farm. Uh, we still enjoy watching the farm, keep an eye on them. They're in the South Bend Cubs are in Juice's backyard for for fuck's sake. So. Not this week. It's crazy. I miss them already. I'll tell you, they're, I, they're not I here. I believe it. I believe but it. That, but that but that five game stretch out here was fun. Uh, go check out my Twitter. Some of the round the bend stuff um, been pretty good. And Tyler, man, killing it with uh, scooping poop. Man, we've been scooping poop hard back here, man. It's been fun. <laughs> I've enjoyed it every single time. All of all of the poop scooping, but guys. Another player, while we're on the topic of pitching, we mentioned Steele, obviously, today. But how about Keegan Thompson getting it done again? Two innings of work, just the one walk. Only strikes out one, but I don't give a shit when you are putting up goose eggs in every other category that matters. No hits, no runs. I mean, this guy is just, again, We've. I know we. I feel like a broken record at times, but a weapon out of the bullpen right now for this Cubs team. When he can come out in a game like today when it was actually kind of close and they, they kind of needed it, and then you blow it open in the ninth and Merriweather can come in and just easily clean it up and, and, and still pitch a good inning, a clean inning for Merriweather minus the one hip struck out too. That is just it's, – it's like zen poetry in my brain that just keeps me alive and going. When you know the bullpen, remember, remember when we used to get concerned about this team when they would have to go to the bullpen years and years ago and it would freak us out. Not anymore. Now, any guy that comes out of the pen seems to, to get the job done on any given day. And it's just so refreshing to see. It's, it's well, kind of like you said, as far as just repeating it over and over, but we've said it over and over and over. Keegan Thompson, like, I don't know his contract situation, but like, that's a guy. That's a guy you lock up. Like we we've talked about. Okay, we've talked about that team in Milwaukee in the past and how, you know, they at one time having Josh Hader, Devin Williams, and all these other guys. They had that monster bullpen. We're getting that right now with with the Cubs bullpen between Keegan Thompson, Adbert Azalea, freaking Mark Leiter Jr., who has just like, let's be honest, I wasn't talking about him that much this offseason. And that dude has came up. He, he's a diamond. He's a diamond in this bullpen, like has been lights out. Those three guys, it's like a three-headed monster in the bullpen. Plus, you know, when Julian, Julian Merriweather, when he, like, you know, today he had an, you know, he, he did well today. And if he can, if he can lock in and, and, you know, be this guy that we, you know, hope he can be and, and other guys as well, dude, like, 
I mean, we've we've got a a very 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 reliable bullpen that like I'm not I'm not concerned any time that we have to go to the bullpen. It's like oh okay we're all right. Kind of like with what you said earlier as far as uh, you know here in the past. I used to, I had a list years ago as far as bullpen pitchers that I trust, and it wasn't very long. <laughs> and I always updated after games. Wade Davis. <laughs> About it. But yeah, man, like. Like I, said, I don't know Keegan's and Adbert's contract situation, but those are two guys right now that I would be looking at. Hey, let's let's extend these guys. Let you know because those two guys, the way they pitch, you know, we can say you know, I've said it before. As far as there's a difference between what what Keegan and Adbert do for a bullpen, and a difference between those guys and you know these other guys like these one inning guys. You know, every season is different for a relief pitcher, but a guy that, that is a multiple innings guy, it's almost, it's almost like a, like a mini starter sort of, you know, but like, uh, just those guys are more, I feel like, I feel like those guys are more dependable than a, than a one inning guy. Just my take, but man, like it, it's a monster in the bullpen right now. Yeah. For, for what it's worth real quick, uh, the Cubs have, one more for sure year with Keegan. Um, he hits arbitration one, according to Spotrack. Um, and then from there, I believe there's still some years of control involved. So I, I think if anything, they're locking up these guys on, you know, low level contracts. I think, I don't yeah. think they're going to cost you an arm and a leg by any means, maybe two, $3 million a year, maybe, but I mean, if you can lock them up and they want to stay here long term and, and be part of this bullpen, maybe it is something they explore. And it'll be interesting to see what the Cubs do there. And But, yeah, man, I mean, just having those two as, as weapons coming out of the pen is it, certainly special. And it, it really gives you a sense of comfort, I think, with this bullpen, knowing that when the one – you know, there's a lot of guys that are meant to go one inning in this pen, but it's nice when you have guys that pretty much every time they come out, they can go two or three pretty easily and sometimes you only see him for one we only saw keegan for one in that walk-off win against the mariners but again it was a high leverage situation he came out gave them what they needed and they got the job done obviously so huge 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 for this cubs team today um but guys i mean other than the pitching just a great day from the bats too obviously very inflated because of the crooked numbers put up later in the game five in the ninth four in the sixth but really everybody outside of i mean bellinger was was technically 0 for four today but still drove in a run had two runs scored of his own in a walk swanson got on three times via the walk scored all three times even though he was 0 for two from the dish three hits from nico in the leadoff spot who we were singing his praises on last night's show nick and i hosmer with two hits and three runs scored today madrigal drove in two on two hits wisdom had the big two rbi triple i mean Everybody was coming to play today with the bats and they got the job done. And again, it's just, it's refreshing knowing that, you know, it feels, it really does feel like every day it's somebody new, you know, it's not always the same guys coming through in the clutch every game. You don't need Ian Happ to come through every game and deliver a big hit. You don't need Swanson to come through every game and, and be three for five or four for five. They have enough guys contributing right now consistently from the offensive standpoint, especially in the bottom of the order that allow you as the team, as, as David Ross to know that any given day, a, a Nick magical is going to come through and drive in two runs. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, an Ian Happ's going to come through and have a big game. Uh, uh, Dansby Swanson's going to have a big game. Just like Bernie says here in the comments, P Wizzy coming through in the clutch as of late belly had a really strong series overall. This is just, the balance right now of this team is so beautiful to watch with the bats because everybody's getting it done. And yes, I know it was the A's for the, the haters out there that are they're a say, major league baseball team. They're still, yeah, they're still a major league baseball team. So the fact that the Cubs come out, put up 26 runs in three games. And again, it's not like they came out and destroyed the A's after getting blown, you know, the doors blown off by the Dodgers. They won two or three against the Dodgers too, and put up enough runs to win those games. So, you know, we realistically this could have been a six and no road trip, but damn it, five and one looks good. And and the bats are a huge part as to why they were five and one on this road trip, gentlemen. Yeah, I think when you look at 
the lineup as a whole. It's just riddled, and I said it earlier, with veteran hitters, guys who put in good at bats. And not only that, I think it's a good combination of guys who are learning to win mm-hmm. and guys who know how to win. You know, there needs to be that good combination because yeah. too many guys of, that know how to win are not a good combination because when things go bad, then the finger pointing starts because they all have, you know, rock, stone hard, you know, rock hard. Um, Egos. What? Yeah. And, and the, yeah. So, yeah, right. I'm losing my train of thought here. Uh, I but, was going to say, watching you compete with your own self mentally there. No, it's hilarious. It was, was but, but the, it's just awesome to see that, you know, and you mentioned it, that every single game is a different person. But it is that is because they have, you know, a good group of guys that pick each other up and know how to win. And I think that that's the the good mix with this. And I think that that's why they're going to be successful because those guys like Dansby Swanson can look at Nico Horner and go, yeah, you've been here during successful times, but you don't know how to win yet. You've been here for a lot of bad. And that just kind of gives the way that and you got guys like Patrick wisdom who have the ability to, you know, they've been in the league for a decent amount of time. They're figuring it out late. You know, they, they know that in any day that they could be let go because they have before. So they have something to play with or play for. It's interesting to look at this group and just go, yeah, it's, it's in some ways like an in-betweener type of year where you have guys who are at the AAA level and the AA level who you expect to contribute in big ways eventually. But it's it's almost brilliant how Jed has put this together because it is a lot of guys who in that clubhouse are going to be able to mentor and also contribute at the time of their career that they're at. I mean, for example, like Eric Cosmer isn't great, but he's played good defense and he's come through enough to be – above average, if not average, but that, that means a lot. Like having a guy like that. And that's why eventually, like, you know, we were talking about Mervis off air, having a guy like that in the front, in, in front of him, teaching him how to be a major leaguer just means so much in that initial opening episode that we had, we talked about Carlos Pena and how he was here prior to Anthony Rizzo being here mm-hmm. and how that kind of helped. You know, history repeats itself. And in some ways, like, I don't love Hosmer. I'm the first one who screamed up and down DFA. But I do see the value of having a guy like that on your roster because even when Mervis isn't here, I guarantee you that in the dugout in, you know, AAA or in the clubhouse in AAA, they're watching and Mervis is picking up things from afar. He's saying, oh, how did how did he make this play? And he's able to get that by just example from far away. And I think that that's so valuable. And obviously, like we're talking about the Cubs contending here, but we have to remember that it's twofold. You always have to have the look at the now and at the future. And Jed just brilliantly put this roster together. Regardless of, of where this goes from here, I just feel so comfortable because they have a direction – they seem to have a major league philosophy behind all of it. And if they continue to bring in players that match that philosophy and that style of play, it's, it's going to be fine. Eventually you're going to get to a point where, and we saw it on the South side, they hate going to Minnesota because Minnesota plays a certain way. Eventually the whole division is going to look at this Cubs team and go, I hate going to Chicago because I know they're going to pitch they're going to play defense and they're going to have time. It's going to be a tough series. And regardless if we take two or we take three while we're there, every game will be earned. And so far this season, there's been very few games that we look at and we go, man, they just didn't try today. And I think that that's a recipe for success over the course of 162. Compete, compete, compete. And this team has every bit of the roster to do it. Yeah, 100%. And, and like Jeremiah says in the comments here, we let Jed cook. Yeah, Jed got the job done. He 
and I love what you said there, Juice. And just quickly, Joey, jump in the comments. Sweep. We love the sweep. Uh, love how Juice is dressed in off-season hashtag plans mode. Uh, yeah, he's he's there and he's ready. But to, to Juice's point and to what Joey just said with the plans, Jed knew this coming in. Because when you always want to be able to have a competitive major league team while having a competitive minor league pipeline, that is the key to success. Why are the Tampa Bay Rays so good every year? Because that's what they do. Why are the Cleveland Guardians magically good every year? Because that's what they do. You know, why are some of these other teams that are starting to get a little better at developing teams like the New York Yankees are starting to get better at developing talent than they ever were in their history. You know, San Francisco, it wasn't like that for such a long time in terms of developing talent. The dreaded fucking dickbag Cardinals were that way for so long. And that's why we, that's why they irritate the shit out of Cubs fans is because they develop talent so well. And just, again, it was that no name slapdick pitcher coming out of nowhere and would shove for seven innings against the Cubs and it would frustrate the shit out of you. The Cubs are starting to become that. And that's when you become successful in this league, not just three or four or five years, but consistently, even if you have a down year, it's a quicker rebound when the plan's in place and when you have the right structure. And to you, to your point, Juice, that that's what they're leaning at, man. And, and Tyler, any other thoughts you want to add here too? Juice just tickled my ears with all that. And I couldn't agree more. To be honest, though, I'm shocked that, that he hasn't bought an Eric Hosmer jersey yet after that Hosmer home run. Oh. I think they sell those. Uh, check his bank account <laughs> or whatever just to see if he's had a transaction for an Eric Hosmer jersey. Uh, but yeah, man, I agree. Especially, can we talk about Patrick Wisdom for a second? Absolutely. I like the fact that, like, that dude has been through, like, I think, yeah, Juice, you said it. Like, he came up late in his career. That guy at at any point going from the Cardinals, the Rangers, and everywhere, like, could have called it quits at any, you know, any moment. The dude's 30-plus years old. Usually that's when guys are, think, you know, if, if you haven't made it in the league, if you haven't, you know, developed as a guy in the league by then, you're usually, you know, we've seen in the past, like, guys, uh, you know, hanging it up. And that dude stuck around, stuck with it. And last season, his first half was great. Uh, you know, second half, I think a lot of I, I think a lot of his second half was thanks to his injury. And now uh, he looks fully healthy. Dude, dude is on another planet right now. And I said it earlier this morning on Scooping the Poop, and I'll say it again. Put that guy in the home run derby. I want to see Patrick Wisdom in the home run derby. I would love, like, love to see that guy. He deserves it, uh, and I just I just hope that he can continue to do exactly what he just he looks locked in right now today, like with his triple yesterday with home run, and then however many games, but you know the last what four games before today home run, uh, God, it's 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 like you said, Juice. It's just so it, it's just so exciting to watch right now. Everything is clicking. Like we came into this this West Coast. Uh, this West Coast schedule, a little I was a little skeptical about, you know, hey, uh, this is going to be a tough, tough, tough schedule, and it's not over yet. We still got LA and we still got San Diego, but uh, so far, everybody from from the bullpen to the rotation to the lineup, everybody has stepped up and, and done their job. And then, and, and then, you know, with a guy like even Trey Mancini, who went over five the other night, he even said it like in his interview, I'm going through it right now. But the guys have picked them up and uh, look what's happened. Uh, so, yeah, just to just kind of echo what both of you guys have, say, have, have, have said, it's just it's just an exciting, exciting time right now. And it makes I know we've talked about it in the in the, you know, before the show and everything like, and to be honest, that's why juice is, you know, that's why juice is dressed up right now. It makes you already want to start talking about, Hey, what can we add to this? What can we add to this to keep this ball rolling? Yeah. hundred percent. They've, they've built up so much early momentum that it, it has Cubs fans thinking about, okay, and, where and, do you tinker and honestly, here and tinker there? Why not? Because why, why wait everybody and i i love it too i love talking you know about the trade deadline when it gets closer and who's going to be on the trading block and it's like why wait like i know it's early but like why wait 
keep the foot on the, you know, if we see what we're seeing now and it looks like it's going to be something that can be, you know, sustained for the whole season or, or, or whatever, like why not pull the trigger on a move right now? If it's out there, yeah. Just if it's want, out you want, there, if it makes if it makes sense, why not put you know keep your keep your foot on the gas. Side note: Do you want more good news? Final line for yeah. Caleb Killian today: five innings pitched, three hits, four Ks, sixty-five pitches, sixty-six percent for strikes. Love That's it. hot. Cubs stay hot. We love that, man. Hey, we love that and. I mean, Kate Horton so far is looking really good on the mountain too down in Myrtle Beach. So, again, up, down this entire organization, they're getting it done. Cubs get it done today. 11 and 6, guys. 11 and 6. How awesome is that? Uh, we love Megan, that. Megan, uh, I'm going to butcher her last name. Megan Montemurro. She had a tweet earlier. The Cubs did not have their 11th win last year until like the middle of May. Yeah. Yeah, we were we on last night's show. Uh, good friend of the program, good friend of the program, Mr. Scott from Iowa, uh, jumped in and said that with getting number ten last night, it took the Cubs twenty six games to get win number ten last year. It only took them sixteen this year. I mean, that is massive turnaround, massive difference from one year to the next, and they get it done, 12-2, the final victory today. Gentlemen, any final thoughts on the series as a whole, on today's game, what have you, before we uh, we put this this good old sweep, love the sweep in the books, uh, and look forward to a four-game set with uh, the Big Bad Dodgers again at Wrigley Field? Uh, I'll relay it. I'm excited. We talked about it. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Teddy. Teddy Fred. Oh, as far as, as, far as Oakland, uh, uh, Mason Miller, keep an eye on that guy. If, if you're a, if you're a fantasy player, if you're a fantasy baseball guy, you may want to like have your eye on that dude because that guy is going to be, he's going to be something. Yeah, I already I already checked my two leagues. He's already been picked up. I'm pissed. Oh. <laughs> I'm pissed. I was I was on that <laughs> trade today. I was like I was like hmm, and then I was too oh, far behind. Little slip in here. Oh, little slip in. Little slip in. Juice. Any any final thoughts, buddy? Yeah, eleven and six is great to see, and it's kind of funny because it really could be like thirteen and four. Two games already that I think that a lot of us would say they probably should already won. And there's a third game against the Reds that got rained out, so it's, it's another win that could be in there. Um, just continue to play the baseball that they play. I feel like so much of this is is just going to be this year of play defense, have timely hitting, and pitch. And if the if they keep pitching. There's not a team in the in the MLB right now that's gonna, you know, give them the hardest time where they can't win a series. I, I I think that realistically, if this is the way it continues, this could get really exciting because there is so much at the. I mean, we're talking about a bullpen too, without Cody Hoyer who threw yesterday, and everything came back fine in his, you know, day his day after. So, and you you still haven't seen everyday Hughes get into the mix of this. So the pitching is pretty plentiful right now. And they have some guys at triple a two that we could see down the line. So if they're able to uh, just continue pitching and then find enough scoring, it's going to be interesting to see when this timeline gets moved because there's two guys triple a that are like hanging out around the corner that are putting up numbers that, you start to think like if they're added to this roster, like how good can you be if they have that just a quarter of what they're just half of what they're doing down in triple a, like how good can this cup team be? If you add yeah. a, a guy like Matt Mervis to a position that is lacking. And if you add a, a versatile guy like Christopher Morrell, who can do a lot, uh, to help you win, you know, how good can you be? It's it's going to be interesting. And I think that's going to start – if the Cubs can go into this homestand and out of the seven games, let's say that they go like five and two, when, when do Cub fans start yelling for those guys of like, hey, listen, like we're pitching, we just need a little bit more offense, and it's all in-house. So when when some, do the roars start? M&Ms. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot, man. Yeah. I mean, 
it, it, it's really it is crazy to think you know where things are going and, and how this is going to go jeremiah I'm, i apologize buddy uh it might have been jeremiah that said the the 10 and, and 26 uh context there brian with some some comedic relief he says but which team will mason miller end up on in the next two to three That's years point. um and yeah then i was thinking that too i didn't say it though yeah, <laughs> and then a lot coming through here. Third best run differential in the major leagues, only behind the Rays and Rangers. So the vibes are good. They are indeed good. And yeah, I back to your point, Juice, about Cody Hoyer. They mentioned it today on the broadcast. Sutcliffe was saying that Tyon was was in the bullpen talking to all those guys, Chris Young and Hadavi and all of them. And they mentioned Hoyer, and he's like, "Did you see what Hoyer's doing in his bullpen?" I guess he touched 98 already. If that's the case, and he's still not even back, wait till he gets back. This bullpen's going to be unbelievable. This bullpen there's arguably might be one of the, the best in baseball. Yeah, there, there's, there's your closer. closer. 100%. He did it already for this team in 2021. Like, there's your closer. And then you let guys like Lighter. And, and Keegan and Boxberger and Fulmer get you to him in the ninth. And then, yeah, you let Hoyer come out and just shit pump 98 down their throats and then, you know, throw that that change and, and you know, slide mix that he's got to it. Woo! Boys, my final thought is I'm just excited. This Cubs team makes me genuinely excited to watch baseball. And it's just so refreshing. So Can refreshing. I ask you guys a question, though, before we – turn the page and, and, you know, preview the next series. What are the two positions on this team? If you're looking to upgrade, what are they? Like at the deadline? Yeah. You also kind of have to look like through a, a futuristic lens of like, I don't think they're going to be trading for a first baseman because I think eventually Matt Mervis fills that role. Agreed. So, Agreed. in my opinion, I, I think it's catch. I think it's catcher and left-handed pitching. Yeah, I was gonna. I, I didn't want to sound cliche, but I was gonna say a starting pitcher. And I think there may be a guy. There may be a former Cy Young pitcher on the team that is maybe possibly prone to not paying their players. Should we say it right now, or should we just wait? Because that could be a whole other episode. Just say it. Just say it. Shane, Shane Bieber for the Guardians. I know everyone's like, oh, man, this the Guardians. They don't – they've been prone in the past to not – I mean, I know he, he signed an extension a while back, but, like, they operate differently in Cleveland. I mean, look at a guy like Francesco uh, Lindor and, and other guys that's played there. I don't know. I mean, because just looking at the teams right now, as far as availability is, as far as starting pitching, uh, there's not a lot. So, yeah. And that's just, you know, that's at the trade, data, trade deadline. Like, now at the end of the year, uh, there's, you know, I was looking the other day on uh, – what was it? Uh, the whips? Uh, what's that site that has all the players' contracts? My mind's gone blank right now. Spotrack. Yeah, uh, I was on there just kind of looking at you know available starters in the off season. But hey, you know I, I don't want to think about that right now because like like we've said, who's to say we get hot uh, and you know push for the playoffs? I want somebody now. So hey, I don't know. Maybe maybe the answer is Shane Bieber. I don't know. But yeah, I was just going to say starting pitching. Hell yeah, yeah. I think I think a left-handed bullpen arm is certainly something that that would that would probably be my number one. Um, and then I think conservatively, I would maybe consider, yeah, maybe a starting pitcher. Man, I mean, really, I I feel like like you said, Juice. I don't think they're going for a first baseman. I think they've identified Mervis as that guy for the future. I think they have enough guys at third. It's already enough of a clusterfuck over there in terms of the amount of people and bodies. That they wouldn't go there either. Can I give you a lefty bullpen guy? Please do. That we talked about in the offseason? Yeah. Zach Britton. Has he gone anywhere yet? I don't think so. But the thing is, here's the thing about Zach Britton. If if he's 
I don't know if he, I'm wondering if he's doing the same thing that Craig Kimbrell did back in 2019. You guys remember that? Yeah. Missed the whole first. He just took the whole first half off and came in the second half. And, and we saw he wasn't the guy that we were expecting him to be. So I don't know if Zach Britton's doing that, but I don't think he's signed with nobody right now. There's yeah, a I would. former. Go ahead. Sorry. No. No, you're fine. There's a, juice, what's up? There's, there's a former left-handed pitcher uh, reliever on the Royals right now that was defected from the Yankees. And he's throwing throwing 102 again. That's – he's going to be cheap. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's my tease. Yeah. That's quite a tease. That's quite a tease. Yeah, man. I mean, it's going to be wild to see what this team does progressing forward. Um, Just the fact – real quick. Just the the fact that we're talking right now about additions. All three of us are talking about additions to this team – just says everything you need to know about how how it's gone so far. Like, what yep. what can we add to this team that can get that that can that can just keep this ball rolling? Yeah, one hundred percent. And a lot brings up a good question. He says, "What's the balance that they strike between being aggressive and preserving prospects?" Just year one of the competitive window per se. I, I don't think you need to go overboard. I think you know identifying guys that are yeah. here maybe beyond one season, right? Getting guys that are going to do more than just be a traditional rental, I think is something this team would value and that would they would be willing to trade meaningful prospect capital. I think they have enough prospect capital where they could deal some of it and still not even blink an eye, I, I, but I don't think they're going to want to part ways with some of their top guys either per se yet. So I, I agree there will be a bit of a, a, a balance there and it'll, it'll be interesting to see what Jed and company do. Um, as this season progresses. But speaking of progressing, we will progress forward as well um, because we got a whole another series to get started tomorrow. It's supposed to rain. So th- I'm on rain watch. I don't know about any of you. Um, oh, and Joey bringing up a good point real quick, just, just to tease everybody. Brad Wick starting to throw again finally after uh, some of his you know health concerns. So that's another guy that could come in and, and do something. You know, So who knows what happens. But we're on rain watch for tomorrow. Um, I actually have tickets for tomorrow's game. I'm looking to get rid of because a, I think it's going to rain tomorrow and B um, if they do magically reschedule it to the weekend and do a double header, uh, I probably won't be able to go. So if you're listening to this and you would like those tickets, um, tweet, tweet at me on Twitter uh, at loose on tap. And I'm happy. I would rather them somebody use them rather than me just throw them on one of the ticket sites and, you know, have them be bought. So I will happily help out a fan of Cubs on tap. If, uh, if you give me a shout and you want them. So keep that in mind, but nonetheless, uh, we do look forward. It's a six forty start as of now on Thursday, April 20th. It is four twenty tomorrow. Gentlemen, happy early four twenty in advance. Um, hey, is the Cubbies. Got them. Is the Cubbies return to Wrigley field. To take on the L.A. Dodgers. If Bellinger's not in the lineup tomorrow, you know why. Um, It will be the righty for the Dodgers, number 78, Michael Grove, going uh, against the Cubs tomorrow. He's 0-1 with a 9 ERA so far this season. And on the other side, it is Jameson Tyone, who's coming off his best start as a Cub against these same Dodgers over the weekend, uh, 0-2 with a 4.50 ERA coming into this one. So, gentlemen, what are we expecting in game one of this Dodger series? Again, assuming they play tomorrow. Um, and how can the Cubs keep this momentum going against a team they just saw less than four days ago? Got it. Got to win the first one. I mean, I know that sounds stupid, but uh, or whatever. But uh, hopefully they can. Hopefully the offense jumps on this guy because the next three games: Urias, Kershaw, Dustin May. Win this first one. Pound the crap out of this dude. That didn't sound right, but uh, yeah, <laughs> jump all over this guy. Because uh, that first little series in L.A. was nice, but we didn't see Clayton Kershaw, and I don't think we saw Dustin May. Both of those guys. Kershaw had a nasty start just uh, just a few days ago. might have been yesterday or the day before. So, yeah, I just hope the offense, uh, they can they can bring over what they had in Oakland. Just bring it back home. You're back home now. Like, Oakland, you're on the road in that crappy little stadium, and they put up 12 runs. Now you're back home sleeping in your own bed. All comfy. 
Just show up to the park ready to play. And if you do just just half of, of what you did in Oakland, you're going to be fine. So, yeah, I hope the offense shows up. And, uh, yeah, Tyron coming off his best start. Hopefully uh, we see a lot more of that. Well said. Well said. Juice? Tyler, I wouldn't worry about the, the pounding thing. I dropped rock hard earlier. So um, this has been an episode oh, yeah. of, of weird innuendos. Um, no, I, th- I think that, uh, just do what you did against LA in LA, right? Yep. Play smart, yeah. play good defense, pitch well, get back. Like, I love how you said how you're playing in, in Oakland. You have to like get yourself up for that. You know, you got to mm-hmm. really, now you're you at home. All in, coming in the dugout, all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And raccoons running everywhere. And I'm glad yeah. at the. Taylor McGregor and, and everybody around there didn't have to deal with, with possums or raccoons. I don't know, whatever it was that was up in in Oakland. Um the good old the good old but, possums. Yeah. But yeah, just pitch and play your game. I I think that like like I said earlier, over the course of this year, if the Cubs just play their game, they're gonna be in it and have a chance to win ball games every day. So pitch and pitch and pitch and play defense and hit when he can and and i'm happy to see you know patrick wisdom i hope he continues his tear um cody bellinger uh i know that his wife's pregnant too i wonder if we'll see some nelly v soon um due to uh what would you call like a couple days off due to little you know, little paternity yeah so i wonder if that's gonna be something that we see soon um we know what Nelly V did when he came up. That was nice. Um, but, yeah, I wonder if the whole, you know, 420 having the baby, you know, maybe he just gives a weekend soon coming up. Uh, but, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, I, I just uh, just pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch. You know how I love to watch a nice sound 3-1 Cub win, hand it over your bullpen after six, and uh, – have guys like Alzelay and Keegan and uh, Whiter and Merriweather and all these guys come in and just lock her down, and then we'll sing the song and call it a nice series win. Agreed, agreed. You'd love to see it. Um, Alop asks, are the Dodgers ready for the much brighter lights of Wrigley Field? Pun fully intended. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's going to be cold, too, I think worth noting. Tomorrow is the only day that's supposed to be any kind of warm. So it's going to be back to April baseball for this Cubs team. They mm-hmm. they dealt with some of that, though, in Oakland. I think a lot of people didn't realize that. Like, Oakland, California cold. is very far north. Yeah, the Bay Area Just because it's cold. California. Yeah, it gets cold. It was like... I mean, you saw Taylor McGregor needing gloves from the camera guy both night games. Like, it, it got chilly in Oakland. So, this Cubs team is used to playing in a little bit cooler weather. They'll be just fine. Come back. Keep the bats hot. Completely agree. It, it'll be good to see. And just, yeah, keep pitching. Keep pitching. Hopefully, Tyon builds on his last start and has an even better start this time out. Hopefully, he can go six. I don't know if he's gone six yet. I think he's gotten through that fifth inning enough times. But I want to see him go a full six. I think that would be a good way to get this thing started. Um Quickly, before we, we get some fly the W picks as well, uh, Joey has some wise words for you, Tyler. It's pound the crap and then scoop the poop. So, yes, sir. Uh, yes, just sir. Pound the crap, scoop the poop. Pound the crap, scoop the poop. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, fly the W pick for this four game set with the Dodgers. Tyler, who do you got? I'm going back to Belly. I think Belly, you know, he's got the Dodgers coming in just like when he went into LA and, you know, shut them up with the, you know, home run robbery and a home run. I'm going belly. I like it. Juice. Back to Wrigley Field, going with Swansby. Give me my Swansby. I'm all for it, man. Let's uh let's see that guy raking around and running around and loving the Wrigley Faithful. I don't know if you saw, but there was a Barstool Sports article that was written as of recently from the viewpoint of a Atlanta Braves fan that works there. And he put out like a whole Dansby Swanson is full of shit that Wrigley doesn't have better vibes and he won a championship here. Um, why would he lie? I'm just saying, I know he got paid here, but I mean, he clearly feels more at home here than he ever did with you. So just, you sound like a very uh, disappointed, you know, ex-girlfriend that mm-hmm. has realized that, that they should have never let him go. 
So I'll, I'll like happily take those words as a solid shortstop right now. So I'm just going to complain about the one that we used to have that's not on our team no more. Pretty much. Grass is always greener. Grass is always greener. Yep. Yeah, guys, I, I, I both good picks. I, I took Swanson, obviously, for the Oakland series. Juice, I'm going to take your Oakland series pick. I'm going to go Seiya Suzuki. Uh, he got the off day today. He's going to be fresh coming back. I, I just think he he got his he got a little bit of his swagger back after a little bit of a rough Dodgers series. Had the home run, but outside of that, a lot of K's, uncharacteristic yeah. of Seiya. Comes back in in the two games. Has a good first game against this A's team. Drove in a run. Had a, a bunch of hits. And then comes out and reaches all five times in in Tuesday's win. So, I think that's a guy that needs to keep that momentum rolling. So I'm gonna. Hey, and it was nice to see him. Uh, I don't know if it was Oakland or LA, the LA series. It was nice to see him uh, still uh, trying uh, still on bases or at least yeah. attempting. I know he got thrown. I think he got thrown out one game, but it was just nice to see that he's still. So, if you can still get that running. guy rolling on the bases, yeah, yeah, completely nice. agree. I, I think he's he's a good bet. Um, to keep it going. A lops pick is going to be wisdom. I uh, said he hit three Quiet. homers in the three games against Quiet. the Dodgers. Keep it rolling, keep it moving, and put her down against this Dodgers team. I like it. I'm a fan of it. And uh keep the good vibes going. We're coming off, we're coming off the good old sweep. So uh you wanna wanna see those vibes continue to go. Uh gentlemen, before we get out of here, I do want to remind everybody, Cubs on Tap, one of two official Cubs podcasts of the On Tap Sports Network. Check out our friends over at the Dingers podcast, at Dinger Cubs on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, they do a great job as well. Mitch, Jake, Kevin, Jeff, the whole nine. Uh, be sure to follow them. Be sure to follow us as well um, at Cubbies on Tap on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I am at Loose on Tap on Twitter. Juice is at Juice on Tap on Twitter as he's using his broom there as a lightsaber. Um, at Teddy Freddy 270 over here from Tyler. And then at Joey Knows Nothing. Then at Nick underscore on tap. Uh, also, remember, follow at Bulls Guy Rob on Twitter. Our prospect guy continuing to put out the Around the Farm daily uh, touch points and recaps of what's going on in the Cubs minor league system. Uh, you know the drill. We've got it all. The bets guys are holding it down. Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Bears ramping up. Got the NFL draft at the end of next week. Um, Juice and I will be doing a show with our boy Quentin tomorrow, so be sure to tune in for that with Bears on Tap. Um, also check out the Bears Nation podcast uh, as they are now a part of the On Tap Sports Network. And remember, Cubs fans, we have friends that like the shitbag Southsiders, but you send your miserable friends to our miserable friends over at Socks on Tap um, as the Socks on Tap boys do good, do a great job covering the other little brother team in town. Uh, once again, on tapsportsnet.com at on tapsportsnet on social media, on tapsportsnet. Go and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Jeremiah says he's manifesting for Mancini this series. We're manifesting for another series win coming off a series sweep. For myself, Ron Luce, from the Juice Man, and from Tyler Edmonds. Gentlemen, what do you say we got here? The only one now that comes on tap? Fuck the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, St. Louis, you guys are like basically down at the bottom of the barrel. Like the bottom. How is it down there? How's the poop down there? How's the poop down there, guys? Tomorrow, I hope it's a beautiful day. I'm going to scoop some Cardinals. I mean, poop. Sorry, I get those two names mixed up. But like you said... <laughs> Let's go, Cubbies. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them.